adjusting my jewels, adjusting my jewels. Uh, cause you know we gotta keep shining on a Friday. True School, True School TV. Unlearn the world, Ren the Vinyl Archaeologist. We in the building for another beautiful Friday out here in Oakland, California, Bay Area. Stand up. What up, what up? We are back in the business. True School TV podcast. Check us out. TrueSchool.com, TrueSchoolTV.com, all the things. Shout out to everybody who's tuning in and tapping in with us, whether Facebook, Instagram, website, wherever you checking us out. We greatly appreciate it. And we back at it on a Friday, feeling blessed and highly favored. How you feeling, bro? Chilling, man, chilling. Yeah, so we haven't been around. It's been a really busy summer. Yeah, for yep, everybody yep. I know. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you're any different. You know, you got you got things popping. I got things popping. But um, we still going to uh, keep it real, keep it true. You know what I mean? For those who don't know, this is True School TV. We mm-hmm. do this every Friday here, all day play FM. And we got my man Unlearn the World. He's That's a right. MC. Yep. Educator for Hip Hop for Change, nonprofit organization based out of Oakland, California. That's what I do. You know, hip hop educator, rapper, producer, DJ now. I do DJ now. Ah. I got to throw that in the cap. Okay. That's been a development since the last time we was here. Like, I actually now DJ. It's kind of a thing. That's messed um, up. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing that for? Because I, I love DJs. I respect y'all. You know what I'm saying? Y'all started the coach. I, you know? I, I like you guys so much I want to become one of you <laughs> And then replace you guys <laughs> Why are you trying to get all the DJ money? I'm, I, you know, because it's money to be made It's better than rapper money, let me tell you that I'll True. tell you that right the fuck True. now DJ money is way better than rapper money And we know that personally Because we know some, some rappers who turned DJs over the past few years Exactly Some do exactly. it well Some do it very well Shout out to Mark Stretch Who's one off the top of my head One way You know what I'm saying? One way Shout uh-huh, out to One uh-huh. Way You know, that's some local legends out here um, Mark DeVita, he's a dope MC too People don't know him But okay. people know him as a DJ now Okay, Did he? do you know his rap name? Did his, he, his rap name is Spastic MC There you go Yeah I would be a DJ too. <laughs> no disrespect. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, no disrespect. I just, you know, spastic. You know, um, but who are some? Who are some like older, well-known people who are also DJs that we don't know? Rakim, right? Oh yeah, uh, Redman. People kind of know. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, Eric Sermon, obviously. Diamond D. Diamond D. Um, now we like Tony Touch. Tony Touch. Tony Toka. Yeah, for real. Um, but who's Talib Kweli is a DJ. Oh uh, yep. Talib Kweli is also a DJ. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. Downtown Loretta Brown, also known as Erica Badu. Also yep. a DJ, so you know there's, there's there's space for that. You know what I'm saying? There's there's a lot of MCs who have transitioned or have always been DJs and now are now branding themselves as DJs or get booked as DJs and yep. vice versa. We're not really vice versa. It's really the DJ because the DJ money is real and we, we gotta appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's uh you know let's 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 kind of get into what we we have a whole lot of things to cover. You know what I'm saying? A whole lot of things are going on in the culture that we want to cover. Um, one thing that was making a frenzy was this top 50 list that was put out by what, Ebro from Hot 97. Was, it, was he the first one? I think so. I think that's who everybody, the, the one list that everybody's like in the uproar about that put Joe Budden as number three 
on okay. the top 50 list. I think that's the list that Ebro's responsible for. But in any case, like, I think, you know, there, there was a lot of criticism about this list that went viral. Yep. People had their two cents about it. People then responded with their own list about different things, yep. about MCs. You know what I'm saying? Um, one, Do you think that Joe Budden was a... a, a not is he on your top 50? Not in You're any, a big fan of Joe Budden. I'm a very big fan of Joe Budden as a personality within the culture of hip-hop, and I think just in general, I think he's one of our more prominent voices nowadays, and more than at any other point in his career. Um, but as an MC, I think for me personally, Joe Budden would probably be in my top 60. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wouldn't be in the top 50. I think I can name easily... Uh, 50 MCs who are way better than than, than Joe Budden. Um, but I think he's in my top 60 for uh -huh. influences and like, in terms of like people who I fuck with. Mm -hmm. um, his Mood Music mixtape series was amazing for people who didn't know um, outside of, you know, his own, the catalog that you're aware of. That's mm -hmm. mainstream record label shit. Mm -hmm. um, but I think one of the main criticisms about this list was that there were no women oh. on the list. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. there was like really no women, which is like insulting because mm -hmm. like I can I mean personally I can name like five women MCs who should be in top ten. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So there was that criticism. Um, there was a criticism about there was no younger MCs. Mm -hmm. Some of the younger folks. You know what uh -huh. I'm saying? Like beyond the generation of the Drake Kendrick and Jay Cole's. Like there was no younger MCs mm -hmm. who were up for consideration. But was Drake on there? Um, did we have a copy of the list? Let me check if, if that was the case. No, I don't think Drake is on anybody's top 50 list as an MC. <laughs> I think one of the glaring issues is that, you know, there's the whole ghostwriting situation. Mm. And we're going to get into the ghostwriting thing. We have that as a topic here. We're going to get into the ghostwriting thing in a little bit. But I think a lot of people keep him off of any top MC list because of that whole Quentin Miller ghostwriting situation. And Tell me about it. Know, so Tell the folks about it. During, so during the, the battle that he was having or the issue that he was having with Meek Mill, Mm -hmm. It was then revealed that he, in fact, had a ghostwriter write some of his songs. Or, you know what I'm saying? It's a dude by the name of Quentin Miller mm -hmm. wrote a couple of songs for Drake that ended up on his album. I think if, if you're reading this, it's too late. Too, some of those songs came from Quentin Miller. Now, the the references were released, so you can hear you can hear Quentin Miller obviously singing the same hooks that, that Drake did. Some of the bars mm. are the same. Drake's response to that was, I heard this dude, they were great records, I wanted them for myself, and I, I thought he was a talented dude, so I was like, basically cutting him a break, like, yo, you know, like, I'm gonna write this bread, we're gonna, you know, this is gonna be like a kind of a collab song, uh -huh. you know what I'm saying, and to Drake's the credit, in his defense, it's not like he just completely ripped the record, he took the hook, he took maybe some bars, and then added his own sauce to it. Mm -hmm. um, Quentin Miller has subsequently responded also saying that, yo, it was a great opportunity, you know what I'm saying? It, he, he, he didn't have to, you know what I'm saying? And me, as a Drake fan, I don't think his pen game should ever be in question. I think his, I think he's one of the more prolific hip-hop songwriters of our generation, you know what I'm saying, and in general. But I think, going back to this whole list, I think we need to create different lists in different categories. We need to create a list for just raw MCs, right? MCs who spit bars, lyric for lyric, because Sean P ain't on that list. Mm -hmm. The 50 list. You what know about what I'm saying? Farrell. Farrell ain't on that list. Farrell's on my list. You know what I'm saying? Black Thought, I think, is on that list. But you know what I'm saying? Like, these are people who, bar for bar, are probably the best rappers and most profound, in, you know what I'm saying, MCs ever. 
You know what I mean? But in terms of songs, they don't really have those great songs that capture the moment. And I think hip hop is always about moments. So, you know, there's a lot of MCs who are dope, lyrical miracle, as I always like to say, <laughs> but they can't capture a crowd. Like you can't, I don't think there's not, there's not a lot of hip hop audiences where a Sean Price record goes on and the club erupts mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. way that if a Cardi B record went on, the club erupts. Like right. she just did OVO Fest in, um, in Toronto, mm -hmm. right? She gets on stage, the place erupts. I don't think you get that same response from some of our favorite MC MCs. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You gotta so, have some club joints. Like exactly. That. So I think you need to create a list of rappers, right? 50 rappers. Mm -hmm. Rappers who are bar for bar. Inspect the deck wasn't on mm -hmm. that list. Like, how dare you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Hella MCs from, from uh, you know, uh, Wu-Tang weren't on that list. Mm. Um, other MCs who we've known throughout, like, you know, in terms of just rapper rappers, I think there's there's an argument to be made that some people should be included on that list. Now, there should be a 50 MC list also. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. 50 MCs who can rock the crowd, who have the hit records, who have the presence. People okay, like Biggie. Okay, we have to add some criteria to it. Right, exactly. <laughs> so we're talking about the Biggies of the world, the Tupacs of the world, right? Cadence. Cadence, flow, personality, all of those things that creates a different level of standard. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's there's hella intricate MCs who aren't as charismatic. Nas True. being one of them. True. Nas is one of the more prolific MCs. He has some hit records in his catalog. He's not the most charismatic guy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, not, he's charismatic, but he just he doesn't have a, a stage presence. It's, like yeah, there's, a, there's other, something lacking in his presence. Yeah, yeah, like, this yeah. is, this Showmanship. Is, this is from day that. one Nas fan. Uh -huh. right? There's just what? something lacking in his presence that doesn't connect to the people, which is why I think we were talking about it earlier this week. I think Rakim has a similar type of thing. You know similar. what I mean? You, yeah, you, I mean, you listen to them for their lyrics. Big Daddy know? Kane, Rakim, Nas, I always put in the same like kind of vein in terms of like category. Like, you know what I'm saying? But MCs. Big Daddy Kane put Big Daddy down. Kane had a personality as a fuck. He was flashy. He danced. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So yeah. like he's outside of that. But Rakim being one of them, Nas is another one, prolific MC, not the most charismatic or personably uh, personable. You know what I'm saying? Which is why like in Nas's later work where he gets into his like personal shit, I loved it. You know what I'm saying? Like we were talking about it earlier. Like Life is Good is I think my favorite Nas album besides Illmatic because he was just being personal. Like he was talking about divorce. He was talking about grown man shit that at the time I was relating to. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, he's just letting it all hang out. Like, yo. <laughs> and I, I, I felt it. And you know, he was able to articulate it in such a beautiful way. So respect to Nas, respect to OGs. But I think when we create these lists, we do a disservice to a lot of MCs without putting those kind of criteria and categories. So there should be a 50 best rapper list. There should be a 50 best MC list. And there should be a 50 best hip hop song writer list people mm. who can make hit records right that create cultural impact right so cardi b would obviously be on that list mm -hmm. if we were just talking about songwriters creating cultural impact drake then tops that list in my opinion mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying that i mean think about the the, the the his catalog for the last 10 years he's mm -hmm. remained on top mm -hmm. right jay-z is obviously on that list jay-z probably is on all three of those lists but there will be mcs who are on there'll be rappers who are on the hip-hop songwriter list that aren't on the rapper list mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I just think there are nuances to these lists. But I think also these lists are a means to like go viral, to create that conversation, to create that debate. But there are also other lists out there. Magic Johnson put out a list. Yep. I don't know if there's anybody out there who really wants to hear about what Magic Johnson thinks about hip hop. <laughs> but. <laughs> and, and Mike Tyson too. Mike Tyson put out a list. But like, let's look at Magic Johnson's list, for example. Um. He had, I mean, he had good people on. He, he put J. Cole in like the top 30. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He put Tupac J. Cole's in my one. top 50. 
You know, he put Tupac as number one. Okay. Um, he put LL Cool J in his top three. You know what I'm saying? Um, he had Wyclef Jean round, rounding out his top 60, which is I, absurd. Hmm. <laughs> absurd. He put Digital Underground as a group in his top 15. They round out the top 15. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he put Kanye West in there. So, shout out to Magic Johnson for being at all relevant. Like, I was just telling you earlier, like, I didn't even think Magic Johnson listened to hip-hop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I'm of the opinion for sure Michael Jordan doesn't listen to hip-hop. <laughs> I... You, you, Unless you can give me a, a picture or a video of Michael Jack or Michael Jordan listening to hip hop, I don't think he ever listened to hip hop at any point. What do you think he listens? <laughs> I think he I think he's an R and B cat. I think oh, he's listening okay, to okay, like okay. old school R and B. Like uh-huh. I think the closest Michael Jordan ever gets to hip hop is like Teddy Riley. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like New Jack Swing uh-huh, shit. Because like, uh-huh, uh-huh. he's from that era. He's from like the eighties, like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Michael Jordan is listening to hip hop. Maybe and, somebody and, and knows. Shout out to to uh to what you call it? To, Man, sorry. Who? Uh, the Riley cat. Teddy Riley? <laughs> Teddy Riley just yeah. got a uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame oh, star. Oh, he did? Yeah. Recently? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Teddy Riley. Yeah. Virginia stand up. You know what I mean? Like that was, you know, uh, he was, yeah, he was Brooklyn by way of Virginia because I remember he was spending time in New York a lot of time. Uh, Michael Tyson, Mike Tyson's list was crazy. Okay. Mike Tyson's list, I wouldn't go as far as to say that it was the most accurate list, but he did include people who haven't gotten their flowers like that. He put Tretch. From mm. Naughty by Nature mm. in his top 20. He put Prodigy, mm-hmm. which I don't think Prodigy is on a lot of people's like top list. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He put people like Queen Latifah in there. He rounded out the list with Missy Elliott. You know what I'm saying? He put Missy Elliott in there. He put Heavy D, Most Def, uh, Pusha T, Bun B. So it shows to me, like based on the names that he put in here, he put Chuck D, 41. You know Chuck what I'm saying? Chuck D, I would put on my top 52. Really? Yeah. Just because. Uh, lyric, for lyrics or impact? Absolutely, both. Because okay. lyrically, I mean, I remember like picking up the, the you know, It Takes a Nation, Millions yeah. to Hold Us Back, and just trying to read through the liner notes and, and the lyrics. The lyrics are really complex. His, his rhyme style, his cadence is yeah. really unorthodox. True. You know what I mean? And True. he's still kind of, he's still keeping the rhythm, but it's on some other shit. So when I was trying to like follow the, the, the rhyme and the rhythm, yeah. I couldn't follow it. It's a different you know pocket. I mean? It's a whole different yeah, thing. It's a different and, pocket. And he, I mean, just on creativity and, and on that. And then the impact yeah. also just of what he, he put was Lauren actually Hill. saying. He put Lauren Hill on the list. He put the game on the list. Like I, I'm not really mad at this list only because there are names that don't necessarily always get recognized and not always in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Bun B is never in a conversation with regard to MCs and lyricism. I don't know why. Mm. Right? Cameron, who I think, you know what I'm saying? As an uptown boy myself. T.I. he put on this list. <laughs> My Tyson's list is I. It's also okay. intergenerational, right? Like it goes Jada Kiss, Tretch, Andre 3000. These are all different generations, right? J. Cole, Big L, Melly Mel, he puts on his list. I know you was excited uh, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Melly Mel, he's got some bars, yo. You know what I'm saying? DMX is on this list. I mean, there were some people saying that if DMX isn't on the top 50 list, that list is trash, which I think I, I kind of agree with. If we're talking about impact, we're talking about hit records, we're talking about lyricism. Uh-huh. DMX kind of rounds out the list. I wouldn't put him in like the top 30. I'm thinking like towards the end. <laughs> but if DMX isn't on that list, I don't know really what's wrong with you. Okay, which you know song is the most lyrical DMX? 
I mean, he has so many. You know what I'm saying? He has so many that were impactful. He has uh -huh. so many, you know, slipping, falling, can't get up. He was dope on that. Like, you know, what kind yeah, of games would be? Yeah, played I was on, I was on DMX before he became popular. So like when he did, I, when become, he was doing the mixtape, when he was yeah. killing the mixtapes, like that's the DMX that I love. Mm -hmm. I love the DMX that was on Hot 97 doing a cipher with Nori and Cannabis mm -hmm. and bodied the two of them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just in terms of his style. Like, yo, niggas don't fuck with perms. He was fucking bugging. He was bugging out. I think that shit almost should be on YouTube. If you're a real hip-hop, I had to check out MC Cypher, Cannabis, Nori, DMX, and you'll hear the Hot 97 freestyle that they did. I remember being a kid and, and taping it. Um, whenever the head is severed from the human body with a sharp enough weapon, the brain remains conscious for 10 seconds. That's cannabis. Like, mm. cannabis ain't, ain't gonna be on this list, though. Um, so shout out to everybody who created their own list. Those were those were kind of dope. But I got a gripe with you, sir. What's up? I got a gripe with you because we were talking about lists and we're gonna get into it in a minute. And I'm, I'm always one to be very vocal about the West Coast Jay-Z hate out here. Ah. And y'all need to stop, you know what I'm saying? Stop playing and give him his flowers as an MC. Wait, wait, wait. He, before, we, before we get into that, though, yeah. we, we, let's just go into a video. Let's go, go into the Big Daddy Kane um, and just show you what a real MC is. Okay, like, yeah, let's do this. So we're, we're playing this video? Yeah, let's, let's do All that. right, so check this out. TrueSchool.com. You can check it out. Big Daddy Kane live performance in Russia back in 2019. So this is decades beyond... Big Daddy Kane's prime, you know what I mean? And 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 you guys are gonna see a motherfucking show. This is showmanship at its finest. And we're gonna keep this shit on so that we're gonna keep the, the, the reaction on so that we can ethically play it and not get like sued nah, or I don't think we can. I don't think we will because it's a live okay. live performance. Yeah, why not? Okay. So it's loading. Big Daddy Kane, live performance in Russia for some festival, V one festival. This looks like hip hop as shit. Oh my god, this is hip hop as fuck. That's as far as it goes. Really? Yep. Holy shit. 
You know? If you don't know, now you know, man. Check out TrueSchoolTV.com so you can catch a glimpse of Big Daddy Kane live performance V1 Festival out there in Russia. That's probably the most hip-hop shit I've seen all fucking week. You know? <laughs> and I live and breathe this shit. You know I'm what I'm saying? saying. Like, it's, just, it's crazy. That shit is nuts. It's really, really, really nuts. I mean, what also speaks to me is just the fact that like hip-hop is so global now. Like You can get that kind of environment and get that kind of turnout for Big Daddy And that type of, type of reaction. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think, I mean, you know, not for nothing, this is no disrespect intended, right? Like I don't think Big Daddy Kane can fill a venue of... Three, four hundred people in the way that what? he would overseas. In the way that he would overseas? He, he could fit four. He could, he could do four hundred. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know about five hundred. Like, he's not doing a, he's not packing out a five hundred venue. Out here? Yeah, he performs out here. Five hundred people? Sure. I doubt it. I mean, I don't believe he it. does Yoshi's. I don't believe he it. does. Where's Let's bring him out. I, I don't <laughs> believe it. I opened up for him in Detroit at the shelter, and okay. he didn't bring that many people out. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And that was like, you know, that was 2002, 2003. Mm, mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's my that's Oh, that's my a frame, long time ago. That's my frame of reference. But it's not like he put out a hit record after yeah, that. Yeah, but right? he's still, he's been. You he's know what I'm saying? saying? Which reminds me, I mean, which is a shout out to like a lot of the older MCs who are now doing like the 25th year anniversaries of a lot of their records and like the 30th year anniversary. So they're doing the tours and you know what I'm saying? Like Nas, was, I mean, not Nas, but Wu-Tang was doing it for the 25th year anniversary of 36 Chambers. Nas did it for Illmatic. So a lot of these artists who haven't been in the in the game for a minute are coming back because their albums that were so impactful back then yep. are now having these anniversaries. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of which, Hyro. You know what I'm saying? Hyro has their third eye. Is it with the third eye? What's that? The, the, the album? Is the anniversary this year? Is it? Oh, I didn't know. It was uh, it's the third eye something anniversary this year, right? Which brings us to Hyro Day and the Hyro Day lineup. You know what I'm saying? Um, third eye vision. Third eye vision. Third eye vision album. It's their anniversary of that album dropping um, and they're doing a tour. Um, but that brings up to us to Hyro Day, one of the biggest hip hop days out here, biggest hip hop celebrations out here in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and um, kind of mixed reviews about this lineup, yo. Shout yes. out to Hyro. Um, I know you guys don't really have input in terms of. The <laughs> um, maybe they do. I don't know, but uh, I'm sure they do. I mean, no, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm- they have insight and they lend their voices to it. That's not to say, you know what I'm saying? But um, I'm, you know, I. I don't know. I don't know how I feel the, about this. Hyro Day's always been like one of these groundbreaking um, platforms for like, you know, artists who are about to become totally. big. Like, I mean, they 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 had Anderson Pack before he became big. Yeah, there I mean, other artists. Hyro like, Day is known for breaking artists in certain respects. You know what I'm saying? And I think Hyro was and representing on, the underground. And, yeah, and, and I think they were on to the idea of doing the festival thing way before it started becoming saturated. Oh I think yeah, now yeah. it's a saturated market. You got Rolling Loud. You got a whole bunch of other festivals out here every year that uh, people are trying to get into, especially the the space of older artists now trying to provide platforms. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, like the mm-hmm. alcoholics are putting together their festival. Oh, I didn't know Far that. side of trying to put together festivals Uh like a lot of you know what i'm saying same thing on the east coast there are a lot of artists that are trying to put together festivals on the east coast in la so it's a new thing of the last maybe two years but hyro was kind of like the pioneers Mm. of being one of those 
elder statesmen in hip mm -hmm. elder statesmen in hip hop, mm -hmm. providing the platform for younger artists. But this, oh, yeah. I mean, what I what I do appreciate about this lineup though is the heavy East Coast influence. You got Black Moon, Smith and Wesson. Yep. I grew up off of that. You know what I'm saying? I love Black Moon. I love Smith and Wesson. Um, Benny the Butcher and Kanye the Machine, who I who I opened up for for the Smoked Out Barbecue. They were they're part of Griselda, mm -hmm. making major power moves. They were signed to Eminem. Mm -hmm. They just signed a deal with Rock Nation, and mm -hmm. that's a good segue into the Jay Z Rock Nation situation. Mm -hmm. um, then we got a lot of dope, and I mean, there's a lot Adrian of Adrian Young, uh, Alicia Heed. That's gonna be cool. Scarface um, is definitely one of the ones. I'm, I, I think he's see. the more. I'm, I'm more excited about Scarface than anybody else on this bill. A little uh -huh. brother. Little brother. brother, that's cool. I mean, Yo, I, I don't, I don't know. I think they should be like they're, they're the top bill. I, I, I totally this whole list. Little brother. Yeah, I just don't just, know how, just them how, coming how much back. the heads out here really fuck with them like that. But maybe they do. I, I don't think know. they do. I mean, Ninth Wonder. I mean, Fonte and um, uh, Big Pooh have been, you but, know, doing their but own But Ninth thing. Wonder isn't part of it. I think it's just the rappers. No. It can't be Little Brother without Ninth Wonder, yo. I don't think Ninth Wonder has any part of it. Of course he does. And they put Look out... Look it up, because I don't think he does. I of think it's all he the does. rappers. He, he is Little Brother. I mean, he 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 yeah, he his sound is little brother. Yeah, but, I but think it wouldn't be little brother. It wouldn't be little brother without right. Ninth Wonder. We're gonna have to look that up in a minute. I, and I, they just put out a, a little brother documentary. You should check. Andrew, out. Okay, I'm gonna have yeah. to check that out. Do you yeah. have it on TrueSchoolTV.com? Yep, yep. There it goes. TrueSchoolTV.com for all those who don't know is like a one-stop shop for all hip-hop video content all across the net. Rather than you spending hours on YouTube trying to find your favorite podcast or music video, or whatever, you could go to TrueSchoolTV.com and it's all. All categorized for you. Ren does a brilliant job of like catalog cataloging all the shit. So check it out, TrueSchoolTV.com. Make sure y'all y'all tap in, tune in. Can they sign up as members or they just? Yeah, go you on? can sign up as members or you can just go on. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But back to this list. So um, a lot of DJs, a lot of fucking DJs. Shout out to Ray Rec, my homegirl, mm -hmm. Red Corvette, Pony P. I see uh, who else? DJ Umami is on this. Diamond D. Diamond D. Oakland Faders. Lady Ryan, so Jay Espinosa. There's a lot of DJs, and you know, going back to the whole DJ conversation, right? I don't think DJs get enough love when it comes to this whole like festival kind of thing, like to get booked for the festivals and to really do some dope shit. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And like, you know, the only, I mean, not the only, but one of the one of the standout DJ performances I've ever seen was Prince Paul at the Elbow Room in mm. San Francisco. Mm. I've never seen somebody light up an audience the way that he did in terms mm. of like his routine and how he like put together his blends okay. and mixed it from old school to new school and like literally within like a span of 20 minutes I went from Slum Village to Cardi B. It and he's, I mean, he's the OG. Seamlessly, yeah, you know what I'm I saying? Mean, seamlessly. So shout out to all the DJ skill holding it down. And, and you know who's dope too as a DJ? Surprisingly, when I caught him, it was uh, Ninth Wonder is actually a dope ass DJ. I would imagine. He quick mixing all that. Yeah, I would I would definitely imagine I, that he's 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 pretty dope at it. I, I open for him, um, Pharrell Monch, uh, Rhapsody, and who else was on that bill? Uh, but yeah, I, I, that, that that was dope. I mean, oh yeah, Tony Touch is also on that though. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a dope dope set. Yeah, I got I got to check it out. I got I got to get out and see more DJs. Um, but we were talking about Benny the Butcher and Conway because I think they're the main headliners. They just signed a deal with Rock Nation, which is big, massive shout out to to Benny the Butcher and all of Griselda for that. But that brings us into the big topic. Of concern and uh, query within the culture of hip hop, uh -huh. Jay Z 
teaming up with the NFL. Um, mm. so, so there's an article in The Atlantic written by Jamel Hill saying Jay-Z helped the NFL banish Colin Kaepernick. Right, the former uh, quarterback caused a problem for the league, which turned the, the which turned to the celebrated lap rapper for assistance. And then, uh, so the article starts by saying, yesterday, hip hop mogul Jay Z and National Football League Commissioner Roger Goodell held a joint media session at the Rock Nation offices in New York to seal a once implausible partnership that isn't being received as positively as both parties probably hoped. So the idea is that Jay Z is creating an initiative within the NFL as a partnership with Rock Nation, which is his brand, um, to create some sort of uh, social justice initiatives, developing content in spaces where players can speak about social issues that concern them. A lot of people are giving uh, backlash and giving flack to Jay-Z because they think it's a sellout move. Mm. And that's, that's you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he, he, he boycotted the Super Bowl and didn't participate in the performance after being offered the, the, the Super Bowl performance spot because of solidarity with Colin Kaepernick. He's also spoken out on lyrics saying that, you know, he doesn't want fuck with the NFL. And then now here's this space where the NFL is is coming to him. To and he also told Rihanna not to not to perform for that. Rihanna NFL, as well. You know? but Rihanna's a Rock Nation artist. Mm-hmm. So there's that. I'm saying, you know, um, he also encouraged other people. Right, he, he encouraged a lot of other people to do that boycott and to and to hold it down in that kit. So I think a lot of people are are criticizing him as as this being like a pivot or 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 backslide mm-hmm. to what he was what he was representing. Um, I saw the interview that he did with Roger Goodell there present, and he was like, "We all know the issue. I think we've moved beyond the kneeling." Can we, portion we play of that it. part? Um, it was on my Instagram. Unless you can uh, find it immediately. Okay, yeah. So he was basically saying, I'm paraphrasing here, but the idea was that he he was asked would you stand or would you kneel if you were a player and he he, he his response was i think we've moved beyond that i think mm-hmm. you know he said we all know what the issue is and now that we know what the issue is how do we move forward in a way that's gonna help mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and i thought you know he was saying that people are mo- losing sight of what the issue at hand was colin kaepernick wasn't just kneeling and the issue was never just colin kaepernick it was about him kneeling for injustice and the injustices that he was bringing attention to mm-hmm. by the kneel and what the kneel represented right mm-hmm. but that means that colin kaepernick is still presently out of a job mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it was a question that you and i were speaking about last uh, yesterday and i was like my question to you was if colin kaepernick gets his job back does racism still exist in america of course obviously right so the issue as a hand isn't whether or not colin kaepernick has a job and i don't think he's hurting for a job and i don't think he's urgently running to go back to the nfl right and i'm sure there are a lot of people who are saying the same people who are criticizing jay-z for the partnership with rock nation would be the same people who would criticize colin kaepernick if he went back to the nfl well no no not necessarily. No, I think it would be a win. You mean to I tell me if Colin Kaepernick was given a contract by yeah. any team in the NFL uh-huh. and he accepted it? Yes. That 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 people would be okay with that? Of course. No. Because that's a win. No. He got his job back. You know what I mean? I think the the, the main issue here is uh, there's two issues. Right? Okay. What's the what are the two issues? The two issues is like you like you said is is equity. Right. Num- the num- number one is police brutality and, and all that. Yes. Yeah, yes, that is correct. But uh, that's not the only issue. And b- and because, you know, um, the NFL has targeted Kaepernick for their, you know, for their boycott of him. Yes. You know what I mean? There's, there's a larger issue at hand here. 
You know what I mean? The the equity part, the part where you're not letting your employees protest. You know what I mean? Right, and, but that's and my, and, and mm-hmm. just blackballing them all together as a whole organization. No, and I get I get the issue at hand. I get all of that, but I'm, my my point is that I I honestly don't believe that if Colin Kaepernick was offered a job back with the NFL, that people would be that a racism doesn't go away because he gets a job back. Number one, number two, I don't think the policies change if he gets his job back. Well, I mean, th- that the would policies be something that would, would have, have to be to nego- They would have to be negotiated. I don't need, I don't know if they're changing just by I virtue think, of him getting back. There. I think just him getting back there I think it is creates, a policy shift yeah but I think there's other ways to do that policy shift that don't require Colin Kaepernick getting his job back and if and when he does get his job back I don't think that resolves the issue and we're I, not I, talking I, about Colin Kaepernick though we're still talking about Jay-Z though right exactly that's my, my point <laughs> that, and, that's, and, that's I a, think, the, and that's a hypothetical the point that I was making is that Jay-Z is making this move as a means to gain equity because gain equity is the is the is the key issue at hand is is a means to create initiatives within the NFL that doesn't create the repercussions so that another Colin Kaepernick happens. So you right? think he's going to address those issues? I think that's one hundred percent what this whole article is about. Is the idea is that he's joined Rock Nation is joining as a cultural ambassador, so to speak, with, among people of color, among urban audience, whatever the case is, in order to create content and initiatives that give us equity within this space. Right. So that other artists who want to take a political stance, whether it's kneeling for police brutality or saying, fuck Donald Trump, whatever their issue is, mm-hmm. that they're not given repercussions because of their free speech. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the play that he's playing. I think it's a larger conversation to have. You know what I'm saying? And I think that the same people who are criticizing Jay-Z for being a quote unquote sellout for doing this move would be the same people who would say that Colin Kaepernick was a, would be a seller if mm. he got his job back or if he was offered his job I back. I doubt that. You know what I'm saying? Different issues altogether, I mean. You know? The, and do, the fact do we that know, Jay-Z, and, and, Jay-Z actually specifically said, we're moving past the kneeling issue. We're moving past Kaepernick. Right, because it was And it. we're, we're going to go, we're going to just focus on the police brutality. Because we're, we're looking at the bigger play at hand. It so wasn't I, I just didn't, about I didn't, Kaepernick. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear in, in, in the interview where he talked about, oh yeah, and we're bringing this this well, that's the whole idea. That, I mean, this is what the article is telling me. The article is telling me that the idea is that and it, the that Rock Nation will also help augment the NFL social justice initiatives by developing content and spaces where players can speak about the issues that concern them. Right. So that's the entire partnership. It's not like he's just creating. I think people are misreading it. I think people are saying, oh, he's signing a deal with Rock Nation to just get money. You know what I'm saying? They're not understanding what the particulars of the deal are, even though Rock Nation does have a department that is specifically uh, dedicated to artists or not artists, but athlete management. So I think people are thinking about the, that. The issue is also that Jay-Z said specifically, oh, yeah, I, think I had a, a conversation. Of, I, think I had a, a conversation of, with Kaepernick. Yeah. And, then, and then in the article, it's just like, oh, yeah, that, according to Kaepernick's girlfriend, that conversation did not go very well. Who, who said this? When was this? Read the article. <laughs> uh, scroll down a little bit further. Um, where there was a conversation. A source close to Kaepernick speaking on the condition of anonymity said it was not a good conversation. Okay, well, nah, I mean, I mean, this, okay, this, these are questions. I just think I they think, didn't roll together. You know what I mean? He's I doing think, this on his own, yeah, and the conversation because, didn't but, go well. Again, I think this is not about Colin Kaepernick as the makeshift scapegoat for all things racism, all things white supremacy. But he has become the right, but that does that of the NFL, right? But I think we again, we're, we're I think we by by focusing me personally, I think that by focusing on Colin Kaepernick, we lose sight of what the bigger play is. 
You know what I'm saying? The play and the movement isn't about getting Colin Kaepernick his job back. Well, the play and the movement two, is about repercussions that happen from our athletes taking political stances in public spaces. True. And I think that's the play that we need to kind of figure out. That's what we're trying to figure out. Colin Kaepernick on one level or another, unfortunately, was a martyr for the cause, right? You know what I'm saying? And that's only if he never gets his job back. And we're still talking about and the do same we know, thing. Do we know if Colin... It's all, it's all along the same thread right. of systemic racism. 100%. Do this we know all if Colin, still under the same umbrella. Do we know if Colin Kaepernick wants his job back? Has he expressed that he wants his job back? That if he was given an offer by the NFL today. I, I think he would, would. He accept that? I think he would accept it. He's a great quarterback and totally. I think that, you know, it's, it's just like, okay, well, you could take any athlete, Curry, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And just be like, well, do you think Curry would like his job? Of course, he's the greatest basketball player. Right, time. but does he want his job at, at the expense of having to compromise the goals and, and, and the objectives that he was setting out to achieve? Well, I think it, it would because I don't think those two things happen at it the same de- time. definitely detracted him him being uh, uh, you I know blackball definitely detracted from the issue but it also stops kind of speaks to the larger issue right I, I <laughs> you get know it. what I mean I get it. I mean we'll see how this uh, unfolds. Of people just being like oh police brutality that doesn't really matter and it doesn't exist anyway and you need to get off our field <laughs> right but I also think that people like Jay-Z creating a space with the NFL to create to, to have that equity I think is also helpful you know what I'm saying well, and, that, we'll see. and this is me this is me also coming off the heels of me feeling that there's a lot of people in woke America who just don't like Jay-Z and they always think that Jay-Z ah. could do more with his power and his well, influence well no he does a lot you know he, does, he a lot. does he does and, but and I don't the article think- lays it out like at the end he, it's just like yo he i'm not dissing him for 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 right. his for his because he does a lot no but it's kind of hyperbolic but this, this 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 headline jay-z helps the nfl banish colin kaepernick that's like clickbait shit it is but in a uh kind of you know it does it, it's it's not specific mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't you know not literally right but figuratively i feel it okay know? well we'll see we'll, we'll keep it We'll keep it, uh, and that's why I was close. comparing Jay Z's move to Chrisette Michelle. You know, you remember, everybody that's remembers. That's what I had issue with. Everybody, explain had, yourself, sir. <laughs> you said everybody you. had issues with Chrisette Michelle going and performing for Trump, right? Okay. So, the way it has a very, I think that's a false it has a, there's I think a, that's very a dangerous similar, false equivalent. very similar yeah, there, to what's going on here. Dangerous false equivalent. That's you not I mean? that's not Jay Z. Partnering up—that's not Kanye level, fucking. All she was doing up. was trying to perform, and she was. But she, her reasoning was similar to what Jay Z is. Well, I wanted to bridge the gap. I'm trying to bring the people together. I think that's a good way to just get in there and have a conversation. You know? What no, I mean? she was trying to get. She was trying to perform. This isn't Jay Z trying to perform. But that's well, that, But that was her reasoning. That right. was her reasoning. It was like, well, I could. But it's Chrisette Michelle. It ain't Jay Z. No one gives a fuck about Chrisette <laughs> Michelle. She has no equity in anything. She doesn't push the needle forward, right? Somebody like Jay Z, as prestigious as Jay Z or Beyonce, to create an initiative, and we're not just talking about him singing and dancing. We're talking about creating an initiative with his company, with his brand as an artist to create spaces where artists can express themselves, where activists or or athletes can express themselves without fear of repercussion. I think that's vastly different than Chrisette Michelle trying to perform at a motherfucking inauguration, right? (laughs) Or even Kanye West and Kim Kardashian hanging out and, and being all chummy chummy with Trump. 
that's dude, these are completely different things. I think it's a false equivalency. Mm. And I'm mad at you for it. But in any case, <laughs> we're gonna move on. Let's we're gonna move get on. we're gonna get to this YBM Corday uh, uh, RNP with Anderson Pack on the Tonight Show. With, in my opinion, one of the dopest hip hop performances in the last few years. Word up. Um, it was a level up moment for YBM Corday, who's been making a lot of waves in the hip hop world because he's bringing back lyricism in one day, in 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 one way or another. Yep. You know what I'm saying? From that whole young and Lil and whatever that that category of younger artist is. Uh-huh. So um, I think there's a lot of excitement around him. So let's play this video. You can find it on trueschool.com. There's so many websites you can go to. Trueschool.com has all your event information. So if you're in the Bay Area, you want to get down with the get down with hip hop, anything old school, new school, true school, ratchet, revolutionary, whatever the case is, check out trueschool.com and you'll find out all the events that are going on. You could also hit us up for events. If you need to get event promo, all that shit, hit up trueschool.com. But then trueschooltv.com has all the videos that you want to watch. So if you feel like binge watching, hip-hop for the next 10 hours of your life go to trueschooltv.com we got you covered but let's check out this ybn corday and anderson pack performance on uh live with jimmy kimmel performing rnp from his upcoming project the lost boy with a little help from anderson pack and the roots give it up for ybn corday Y'all gonna be messing with me. I got two bad bras gonna be rubbing my feet. I got three young shooters at the bus at the heat. And all y'all ain't got nothing on me. Now one of y'all, y'all gonna be messing with me. I got two bad misses gonna be rubbing my feet. I got three young shooters at the bus at the heat. And all y'all ain't got nothing on me. Come on, put your hands up. This the anthem. Smiling cause I'm young, rich, black, and I'm handsome. Not to mention wealthy, body on a healthy. Young millionaire, what really can you tell me? Smell me? Boy, that's Chanel Cologne. I'm in Europe with the tourists when they'll sell your phone. She like, ooh, sound like rich for the problems. Uh-huh. I get a bad chick with a fist full of condoms. In the randomness like Rissy Minaj's. Hit the head right, she can get what she want. Uh-huh. If it's fits, then fly on it, my drip like a faucet. She told me she was preggo. I ain't even take the mother mother out my pocket. Hold on, the opposite. She want me to fly her, so I cop the jet. Must be thinking I'm a one-way. Ticket on a runway. Tripping in my feng shui. Tripping on a Sunday. One of y'all, y'all gonna be messing with me, I got two bad bras gonna be rubbing my feet. I got Come on. three young shooters at the bus at the heat, and all y'all ain't got nothing hey, on me. Now, now one of y'all, y'all gonna be messing with me. I got two bad misses gonna be rubbing my feet. Come I got on, three young shooters at the bus at the heat, and all y'all ain't got nothing Listen, on me. Listen, I bought a Montclair coat for the times where it broke. I'ma wear it in the summer on LeBron James boat. Front row, dub bro. We don't sit in no bleed. Ain't your pockets OB? They won't fit in no seats. And we like it cozy. Bro, Shaq and Kobe. Like house and Listerine uh-huh. And we all all-stars You hardly six screen Yeah, I had to ball hard To harvest these dreams Swear to God, me too No Harvey Weinstein The coupe was lime green My wrist was blinding Probably in New York Ferraris and blue cheese But what does that even mean? Just let the hook sing Come on One of y'all Y'all gonna be messing oh, with me oh, I got on. two bad bras Gonna be with oh, my feet oh, I got on. three young misses Down the bus at the heat And all y'all ain't got nothing hey, on me Yes, Lord. 
Yo. Jimmy Fallon, New York City. It, it gets Yo, better every time I see it. Like this, this performance, like easily, is one of the best on-air hip-hop performances in the last five to ten years. I have to agree. I'm be. I mean, that's just just the reaction of the crowd. They're not even responding to the record. They're responding to the energy that's being produced. That's hip-hop as fuck, right? The yeah. optic of Anderson Pac, Wabian Cordae, and Quest Love in the background playing drums is 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 is. Mad. And the, show, the, the the performance was mad hip-hop. They had like moves. They they had core, yeah coordination, choreography. choreography, charisma, stage presence, all of that. Shout They're out trading to, bars. Exactly. Run the MC style. It's a great record. Like even the the energy of the record when you just hear it by itself mm-hmm. without the performance, it's still dope and live. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to like Jimmy Fallon just for being Jimmy Fallon. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like he just always provides a space for hip hop artists to be broken in, like broken and or not broken, but like, you know, breaking acts and, and, and being entertained and all of that stuff. And he's he's an ally. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, he's hip hop head, ally, reps for for the culture all mm-hmm, the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I I just I can't say enough good things about it. But um, what else do we have on, on, on the thing here? We have a couple of things. Dave Chappelle, Eddie Murphy, getting in, in, into some new shenanigans. Dave Chappelle sharing, uh, let's see, a uh, new trailer for Sticks and Stones, which is a new special that he has. Mm-hmm. Let's check this out. Again, you can check this out on trueschool.com. Um, here is the trailer for his next stand-up comedy special. This is Dave. Still has... Morgan Freeman <laughs> doing the Hopefully narration. I love that. Laugh. But these days it's a high stakes game. Hmm. How did we get here, I wonder? <laughs> Is he wearing I'm leather pants? Metaphorically, I'm really asking. <laughs> Dave needs to cut it out. <laughs> get here. I mean, what the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> but what do I know? I'm just Morgan Freeman. Anyway, hilarious. I guess what I'm trying to say is, if you say anything, you risk everything. But if that's the way it's gotta be, okay, fine. Fuck it. <laughs> He's back, folks. I love it. I love it. Dave Chappelle, brand new stand-up comedy, Sticks and Stones, gonna be on Netflix. Check that out when you get a chance. We got Eddie Murphy also. Starring in a new film, um, rebreaking Dolomite, right? Black exploitation film from the 70s that people may be aware of, you know what I mean? Um, I know Woke America is gonna be like, oh, brother, you shouldn't be doing this again. <laughs> you know what I mean? He a sellout too. You love Put your hands Oh my God, this just looks great. Dolomite is my name. I love it. Hey, you know, Auntie, I was thinking about putting out a comedy record. Comedy? You've been a singer, a shake dancer? That's real hard to break in. I gotta see the first Dolomite. I've never seen the the Dolomite, the original. Nah, me neither. Dolomite is my name, and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. Based on the true story? You look like a pimp. It's all pretend. I just created a character. Dolomite. You true. Pull on that. Oh, that's oh, a weed. Yeah, that's right. Whatever it takes, I'm ready to do it. I got to be totally outrageous. It's filthy. You've got a product here that you can't sell or promote. 
All my life, Hustle people tell me. Director, no. this is funny. Rudy. Sometimes our dreams just don't come true. A man slam a door in my face. <laughs> I just find another door. I want the world to know I exist. For those who just tapped in on me on, on, on Instagram no or Facebook, man, we're watching the, the, the trailer to Dolomite, the new Dolomite by uh, Eddie Murphy, featuring a lot of dope actors. This is crazy. The actors we hire, you're a bit doughier than them. Doughier? Is that T.I.? Shout out to T.I. But... Oh, man. Mike Epps is in it, like Craig Robinson, like a whole lot of OGs in the comedy game are in this, man. I love it. What if we let you direct? I love it. Let's get this larger again. In storytelling, it's always best to write what you know. You ain't nothing to talk about my personal life. I deal with the nightlife. Club owners and mobsters, pimps and kung fu. Do you know karate? But I'm a fast learner. I can learn how to chop me a muff. Wesley Snipes, fan. Pretending like he could be a sex machine. What planet is this cat on? I love this. I love everything about this right now. This thing flops, you're gonna be working for free for the rest of your life. I'm so grateful for what you did for me. Cause I never seen nobody that looks like me. Up there on that big screen. Snoop Dogg. God damn, Dolomite. Great card in heaven, you know. <laughs> yeah, y'all gotta go check this out, man. Dolomite gonna be uh, on Netflix. Dolomite is my name. Official trailer on TrueSchool.com. Make sure you check us at TrueSchool.com, TrueSchoolTV.com. All of that stuff, man. Uh, hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. Eddie Murphy still got it, bro. Yeah. Eddie Murphy still got it. Like sure. I think he's also working on a comedy special from what people are saying, so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. It's interesting because we're now in like this whole brand new woke America, right? And I went back maybe a few months ago and saw Delirious. Uh-huh. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? And I was like, none of these jokes could ever be told in today's America. You think? I don't think. I think he'd be canceled quicker what? than uh I, I yo, seriously. I gotta I mean, re-listen to it. He starts by saying the F-bomb, like, you know what I'm saying? Like the first three minutes of the whole thing is okay. the F-bomb, you know normal. what I mean? Like well, yeah, it was normal in the eighties. It's not normal now. <laughs> it say, sure is. You say sure. you say the F-bomb now not not F-bomb like as in F U you know, CK, not fuck. We're talking about the F-bomb in reference to people who, uh, who oh, are same-sex, you know, right? Uh, yeah, that, that's, okay, yeah. Okay, we're okay, talking okay. about F, that F-bomb. Okay, that's not, okay, you know what I mean? Okay, okay. Um, With regard to homosexuality. Totally, exactly. Um, yeah, but before we get out of here real quick, I want to get into this whole Ghost Riders of Hip Hop thing because we were talking about it a little bit before when we, when we talked about, at the top of the uh, show, we were talking about these MC lists, right? And we need to three, have three categories, rappers who rap, MCs who do records and perform and all of that, and then hip hop songwriters, right? Which is a completely different category that may or may not overlap with the other ones, right? But there's this whole list by the BBC about true uh, secret ghost writers in hip hop. Um, you guys could check it out, you know, Nas being one one of them who's written for a lot of other well-known artists you know what i mean will smith being one of them he's written a lot of different um raps for a lot of different other programs and and, and projects grandmaster kaz they, they they start the article by talking about grandmaster kaz and how he wrote uh wrote or his verses were stolen by big bank hank of the group rappers delight of the sugar hill gang you know what i'm saying of the sugar hill gang makes the first rap record in 1979 rappers delight um and big bank hank steals 
the routine of Grandmaster Cass. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, I so think not they, exactly ghost. Just, you know, it's just rappers reciting stuff that does not belong to them that they have not authored. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's you know that's the thing. But Nas also well known in spaces for writing um, raps for people like Will Smith. You know he wrote "Getting Jiggy with It." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Rakim wrote uh, "Summertime" mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. for Will Smith. Will mm-hmm. Smith don't be writing shit. <laughs> Yo, that's why he ain't on nobody. Yo, no top 50 of Will list. Smith. Yeah, before we go, yeah, uh, we should show this Will Smith. Is back at it with Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute, but I just want to cover it like, all right, so, you know, who else was, uh, you know, uh, what am I What am I reading here? One of the best known ghetto riches to rag stories, Biggie. Why are they talking about Biggie in this? Oh, it's, it's shout out to Kathy Landoli from Hip Hop DX, dope uh, journalist. Um, just talking about ghostwriting in general. Jay-Z, also a really well-known ghostwriter. For all those West Coast rappers with, DJ, with, with, with Jay-Z hating your blood. Let me tell you like this. <laughs> that song Still Dre that y'all be slapping in your six fours and bouncing to, written by Jay-Z completely. Mm. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Um, Sauce Money, while we're talking about Jay-Z, Sauce Money, he used to be affiliated with Jay-Z back in the days, was known for writing the song Missing You by uh Puff Daddy. Um yeah, and the, I, the, one the of B.I.G. the B.I.G. tribute. One of the best ones he had was uh was that the one on Ebon? No, that's the Big L. That's but Big he L. had another one around that same time. I used to bump it. Yeah. I mean, and, and the question is, do we need ghostwriters in hip-hop now? Can't you just say you're a hip-hop songwriter and write songs for other artists? Like, are we still in that, that phase of hip-hop where it's like a crime? I mean, I think it is still a crime for you not to be able to write your own raps. Right, uh-huh. but as hip hop makes more inroads into pop culture and into artistry, into pop music, all of that, is it as criminal as we used to make it back in the '90s? Right, if you weren't an MC writing your it's own, it's become rhymes, normal. It's become normalized on one level or another. I think it's almost acceptable uh-huh. in certain respects. So I don't know if the term ghostwriter is appropriate anymore because you could just be a dope MC who writes for other well-known performers. Sure, right? you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm sure. The person who writes Cardi B's rhymes or helps her with her rhymes uh-huh. could have a sustainable career his own sure. off the heel on the heels of that in his resume. Mm-hmm. I wrote for Cardi B. That gives you a right. career in this game. Like sure. you know what I'm saying? Being able but to But what be a does that say for Cardi B as an artist? I don't think it changes anything for her. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Speaking of Cardi B, she's about to be in a movie with J Lo and Lizzo and like a whole bunch of like well known artists. Um it's called Hustler. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm, gonna be dope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's pushing the thing forward. But yeah, I don't think it, it, it factors in anything. But um, yeah, let's get out of here. Uh, we're gonna get out of here in a minute. But I want to play. We're gonna play for you guys. Jay's uh, Will Smith getting back at it in the lab with Jazzy Jeff. So set this up for me. Is this uh? So this is them rehearsing. Uh, I think they're in Europe. They're doing a European tour. Is that what's going on? I think so. And uh, yeah, so they're they're getting back together, and they they recorded one of their performances within their one of their rehearsals. Okay, let's check this out. So this is back at it with Jazzy Jeff, Will Smith, Jazzy Jeff. Oh, this is 2017. Oh, years. Oh, is it? Yeah. You didn't return my call no. for years. It was not. How many years did you not return my call? And I'd be like, you. And you'd be like, nah. <laughs> Two. <laughs> it's 31 years now, right? 30-something. 30 30-something. 30 Since we, like, did a show. Like, damn. Let's see. No posting. Yeah. Uh, so we taking a little back. Old school Philly style. So they just came out. Old school Philly style. But it was, it was back 
in 2017. Right. We in rehearsal. We in rehearsal. We just messing around. You know, somebody throwing love rap. I don't know what you're supposed to do with somebody throwing love rap. Yeah. You ready, Sanzi? Here we go. Here we go. When I was a young boy growing in Philly, I was sort of easy going. I was really a silly guy. Used to mess around. I was kind of a class clown. I hate to see you frown. Hate to see people down. Cause I like when fun flows like a faucet. But sometimes some guys mistake it for softness. But I ain't no silly sap sucker singer softy. When push come to shove, better back up off me. Cause I'm 6'2. Yo, I ain't no little guy. 200 pounds and homie, I can make a head fly. My father told me never hit nobody first. If they hit you, son, take them to a hearse. So throughout my life, that's the rule that I live by. Sucker put his hands on me, homie, I'll give a guy. Jab, 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 uppercut, jab. Get him a steak slab and put him in a cab. This is so hip hop. This is so dope. But man, I ran, I really, really hate to hit stuff like Michael Jackson said. Sort of seemed kind of silly, man. Loving not a fighter, better stay out of Philly, then. So put up your dukes, so you better stop booking. Cause think I'm a punch when you aren't and ain't looking. A MX uppercut ain't for your mouth. I'm from the north or the east or the west. It's coming from the south. And I'm throwing it hard. From the south. Right up under your guard. From the south. And uppercut with all I got. Watch them drop. Put up your dukes, it's time to get loose, troop. One on one with me and you and me and your whole crew. Heard about the uppercutters, that was wrong, fellas? You're like chickens and patuas getting jealous. Fair one, banging, rumbling, or pugging. All different He's names, bugging but out. all the same like... bugging. Maybe you can take me out here, yeah, maybe not. Prior to the uppercut, a flurry your body shot. So boom, chaka a boom, chaka a boom. Look out, coming at you like a Kodak Zoom. No, my name may Roberto, don't be giving me flat. When you step off track, Jack, taking a dirt nap. Muscle bound sucker green jack to win. When I walk on by, better be glad I chill. Cause if y'all forfeit, I feel friction. Landlord giving your teeth an eviction. X's on your eyes, birds around your head flying. Lip all fat, look like I hit you with a bat. I so black, look like it must have got painted. Damn. That uppercut's a mother, ain't it? Step in the ring with the king, then you take a chance. 20 seconds later, you'll be out in the ambulance. Looking pathetic as you ask a paramedic. What's up? Not like a truck? It was only an uppercut. Just last week, some fool got careless. So I got trifling and rifled a bare fist. After the punch, young man didn't want to fight. I missed his face, but I bust the stoplight. So put up the dude, so you better stop booking. Cause ain't gonna punch when you lunch and it ain't looking. And that's uppercut ain't for your mouth. I'm from the north, the east, the west. It's coming from the south. And That's crazy. That's crazy. Shout out to 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 Fresh Prince. He still got it. <laughs> in, in more respect or another. But we out of here. TrueSchool.com. Check us out. TrueSchoolTV.com. All your hip hop video content that you want in the world available on that website. Man, shout out for everybody tuning in, tapping in with us. TrueSchool.com. TrueSchoolTV.com. Ren the vinyl archaeologist. You man, unlearn the world. Word. We out here. Peace and love. Peace.